You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. Oh, it feels good to be back, everybody. What's up, friends? We love you. And we're back. It feels good to not be completely sick anymore. Darian's not dying, and he ain't got the Rona. Yes. We both have sunglasses on, and we're in a room that is very dark. Because <laughs> we want to feel cool. Slightly dark. Gotta wear sunglasses inside because we're not nerds. Yeah. Only losers don't wear sunglasses inside. <laughs> and we're not losers. What do you got, prescription glasses, you nerd? If you guys don't know me, I have prescription glasses. <laughs> I just wear contacts. And I'm the one who wears opaque glasses that aren't prescription. Yeah. Because I'm cool. Because you're a nerd. <laughs> also, we got the AC on. Yep. So sorry if there's background noise, but it's hot. Hashtag not sorry. Not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, it's Friday. It's Aloha Friday. Yep. That's Hawaii's way of just meaning it's Friday. The end of the week is here. And we're so pumped. We both got off work four hours early. Yeah. So that's amazing. Feels good. It's yeah. a good Friday. Good start to Friday. Just talking to my... And why women's weird. I don't know if I call him my leader or my boss. He's my boss. But yeah. he doesn't pay me. But he's like, I was like, what do you want me to do today? He's like, well, I'm taking off. I got to go uh, the other side of the island and work on something. So you just fix this floor, organize the shelves, and paint this wood. And you can be done. And I was like, wow. Nice. And I was like, anything else you want us to do after? He's like, nope, just call it. And I was like, oh, boy. Half <laughs> day, here we come. Nice. Not real hard. Yeah, the floor was, it's not like an easy floor. It was, it's tile that's glued. It's not like, it's like plastic tile, laminate tile. Mm-hmm. That's glued to the floor for like, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah. So we're scraping that off, and that was... I didn't do it. My, my friend Nate did it. Nice. Saint of a man. Nice. I just picked up his trash. I just cut some grass. You cussed out some grass? Cut, yep. I made it feel real bad. <laughs> real bad about itself. <laughs> you made that grass so insecure. That's why it's dead. Oh, yep, okay. that's why it's dead. <laughs> and you did a great job. The lawn looks amazing. Thank you so much. Isn't it so weird that we live in a community where it's like, people cook our meals... And we teach and clean and right. tell people about Jesus. Yeah, it's weird. Like, if I just explain my life to someone, what do you do? Well, I live in Hawaii uh, for a very not expensive rate. People pay me to live in Hawaii. And then I have other people that cook my meals and take care of my yard and make sure my house isn't broken. Sometimes Actually, you do that. I make sure my house isn't broken and other people's houses. And I have people that drive me around the island wherever I need to go. Yeah. It's insane. I was running through this exact scenario in my head yesterday, and I was thinking, I'm in a cult. <laughs> I was thinking, like, if I'm explaining this to anybody else, and I wasn't in Wyoming, I was thinking, oh, he lives in a cult. Really? I just keep thinking, you sound very rich. Really? Yeah. It basically sounds I like, at all. I live in Hawaii, and people do everything for me. I have a very easy life. That's how I imagine You don't it. make any money. Yeah, I don't make any money, but I live as if I make a lot of money. No, you don't. Whatever. Not really. You're right, because we live in, like... If people came to where we were living, they'd be like, Oh! (laughs) This is a very old house. (laughs) But we fix it up the best we can. We make it work. Yeah. Anyways. Today we're talking about culture. Lots of different parts of culture, but mostly the difference between the cultures that we have and the cultures of the Bible. Um, Mostly, like an individualistic culture versus like a community culture or like a collectivist culture. So to like kind of broaden the scope, we're not talking about like 
capitalism or Marxism. Yeah, communism. That's not what we're talking about today. Bernie. We're talking. We're talking simply. Trump. <laughs> we're talking Harambe. <laughs> Sorry. Kanye. He's running for president. Woo! I had um, a dream that I. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. Sorry, okay. we're talking about dreams earlier. I had a dream I voted for Kanye, and I think you got really mad at me about it. Really? And I was, like, telling you why it was a great idea. <laughs> and I was, like, or someone was there, and I was, like, actually yelling at them about why voting for Kanye was such a good idea. Interesting. I'm voting for the third-party candidate, no matter who it is, so it doesn't Kanye, matter. Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. Anyways, we're not talking about socialism or communism or capitalism. We're simply talking about the culture, right? And so we're talking about the culture of the Bible, what God, like, mandates as a culture, and what culture is created by the different mandates God gives his people, um, like contrasted to the culture that we live in in America or in the West today, right? So, anything you want to say about that? It's gonna be an interesting conversation for sure. Yeah. Um, so you've done a little bit more research, and by a little bit, I mean quite a bit. But I love this topic. I have thought about it for many a days. Mm-hmm. Like even like a couple years ago, I was thinking about how our culture is. Especially after going to a couple of different countries in, in Asia and yeah. seeing how their cultures are laid out and reflecting on America's culture. Mm. You, I think it's in, like really hard to not think about it. <clears throat> yeah. So it's been interesting to do that study like, okay, these different cultures exist. What does the Bible say? Mm. And seeing which one's better or which one's not as good, which I don't necessarily think there's a better or mm. worse one. I think the Bible has answers for both of them, and I think you have a, need a marriage of both. Yeah. But, um, yeah, super love this topic. Yeah. And I like to try to strategize how to implement it in our everyday life, which is what we will be moving towards. Yeah. In, I don't know. Yeah, it's so weird. I spent the podcast. I spent a lot of time in Asia. You have two. I think I've been to like, uh, I want to say like eight or nine different countries. In Asia. Yeah, and spent maybe oh. over like a year and a half, almost maybe like a year and three months, mm-hmm. um, over the last like two and a half years in Asia. Um, and it's, it's so strange. Like, I didn't realize um, the way I, th- I knew I thought differently than people in Asia, but I didn't, like, actively realize how differently I thought from people until um, I had been in Asia for over, like, six months. Like, several different trips right. went by until I, like, actually, like, put the head knowledge to, like, add an actual understanding of, oh, like, I'm thinking differently than these people right now, but we're doing necessarily the same thing. Does that make sense? Like... Like, when I say something, I think they're reacting this way in their brain, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that way because they respond in a certain way, but in their brain, they're processing it a completely different way, right. and responding still mm-hmm. how I think they would respond. It's super, super interesting. Right. I like different cultures because I think it's, it's challenging, one, as an individual to be there, and like yeah, try to be, go as a learner, because in Cambodia, which is where I spent majority of my collective months out of the country, like yeah. one country was um, Cambodia... That's like they're not very direct at all. Yeah. They're very beat around the bush. Yeah. So if I saw a cup laying out, I would say, "Oh, someone left the cup out. We gotta, we gotta stop doing this. Whoever left the cup out shouldn't have done that. We we try to put cups away here." And then I would leave the room. And if the person who heard that was there, they'd say, "Oh, I'm gonna go do that and do it right now." Yeah. As even if I know who it is, as opposed to go find them saying, "Hey, man, you left your cup out. We try not to do that here. Can you just clean up?" Right. Which in America is like. Acceptable completely. Way better. By what like, you should do. Yeah. yeah. And in Cambodia, like, that's, like, the most rude thing. It's, yeah, like, it's how, how dare you yell at me? Mm-hmm. And apparently there's this thing called the jazz voice. It's, like, one of my, my friends was talking about it. Like, you can say, also, if you learn to speak Khmer, mm-hmm. you can say things in Khmer with, like, a gentle tone. And you can say anything you want. And these people are, like, 
Like, at one point, um, I was being told a story where someone basically told Chip to the other person, like, hey, like, you haven't been wearing deodorant and you smell really bad and it's making everyone uncomfortable. Next, can you go clean, like, shower and put in deodorant so people will have a uh-huh. good time around you? It's how they said it, but in a gentle tone. Yeah. In front of a whole circle of people. Whoa. And the person was like, yeah, that's, yeah, it makes sense, okay, yeah. Yeah. Instead of being, like, super offended in America, if you did that, you'd be like. Right ready to throw hands right but so interesting <laughs> so yeah anyways all let's say cultures are so unique and different to their surrounding areas and it's super exciting to go and yeah and learn be a learner and learn what's acceptable in your culture but not in another culture yeah and then figure out why yeah so we want to start this off by talking about like american culture and the kind of culture we have um before i do that i'm just really going to quickly define the three kinds of cultures that ascribe to an ultimate truth right so these are like the three kinds of cultures that ascribe to an ultimate power, like a god, um, they they claim an absolute, right? It's only like three legitimate kind of cultures, right? And so um, the three different kinds of ones, these are sort of big words, but autonomous, I'm sure most people have heard of that one, right? It just means like the individual defines their own truth, right? So Ethan, you make up whatever rules you want for yourself, Yo. and that's your truth, and then I make up my rules for myself, and then we as a community make up rules, and then we say that My truth is my truth. Want. Don't tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. And so that's the first one. Um, and the second one is a theonomous culture, and that's where some sort of being or creator um, gives the people, like, a set of rules, and they follow those, right? Theo, theonomous culture. Pretty so, self-explanatory. like, normal culture. Well, <laughs> sure. Maybe normal The best culture. culture. <laughs> we definitely don't have that one. But, okay, and then there's heteronomous culture. And heteronomous culture would be very, like... Uh, Communistic, like very Marxist. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the best one. Yeah, yeah, you forgot about that one. <laughs> I should have started with that one for you. That's sorry. what am I thinking? <laughs> oh, so that's where like um, the important people in an organization or in a country make up the rules, and everybody follows them. So they're not an absolute power, but they create absolute rules for the rest of the people. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. So those people creating power or creating rules for the rest of the people. Yeah. That's right heteronomous. So those are the three different kinds that we have. Let's say those again, just so we... It's autonomous. Yeah. Autonomous is like an individualistic. And the- then theonomous. Theonomous is like God giving people rules, putting in their hearts. And heteronomous. Heteronomous is a dictator of people handing down rules to their people. Cool. Yes. And so our culture is an autonomous one. Each individual creates their own um, like set of rules and ideas and then as a community we like agree on what we think the rules and laws should be right. and those become the rules and laws the absolutes that we follow right not saying that's correct we're saying that's like the culture that's that where we're living in America yeah postmodern America yeah. 2020 we have a very interesting culture because so many different people come here as a part of this culture but we're still so individualistic like, right almost all of the rest of the world um, is from a much more like communal or collectivistic culture and they come here to live in our culture, but we're also individualistic at the same time. Right. Like, it's it's strange to me that we haven't become more, like, communal, because um, we have so many people that are from those kinds of... Well, it might be, that might be just a result of having all those different cultures. It's like, the, the individualism might be a, a result of all different communities, because like attracts to like, and people who have, uh, like, unfamiliarity... If that unfamiliarity I think that's how I say it like we talked about in the last episode like when you're not familiar with something like arrogance breeds like uh, suspicion so if mm-hmm. you're like got a bunch of cultures together they don't really know a lot about each other they're gonna find the ones that they associate best with yeah. and then have little clicks that's true right and so that could like 
you still have a community within the community, but all the communities are individual. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So we live in a very, like, individual culture. We're not very collectivistic. We all, like, make our own rules and decisions and stuff like that. But we're also, like, a big melting pot of a bunch of other people, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of the West is like that. Like, a lot of people come here because it's a nice place to live in in most Western nations, right? We, there's lots of immigration in almost all first world countries. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. And we have lots of problems in our culture. We have a lot of good things as well that um, our culture has created. Um, what do you think about it being like individualistic versus like uh, like a collectivist like culture? Like my thoughts on it? Like do I think it's good or bad? Yeah. Just like you have any thoughts I think, on like our culture in general? Yeah. I, um, I think there's a lot to be like learned from the community mindset uh, mm -hmm. culture. But I also think there's a lot of things in the individualistic culture that should be celebrated. Yeah, I agree too. Because I think the... The problem is where it's like a community mindset is they, if it's to the extreme, like if we go to this extreme of that thinking, you forget about the individual and your individual needs don't matter, you'll fit where you're like a cog in the wheel of the community. Mm. Whereas in an individualistic society, you are seen as an individual, cared for as an individual. The problem where we have is that we go too far to the extreme where we think that's all that exists. Like right. everyone is like the center of their own universe, which... Right. I mean, it makes sense when you're humans. That's yeah. what we are. Yeah. But especially when you have, like, I don't know, like our propaganda in America saying, your truth is your truth, and yeah. you can do whatever you want. And then, like, it's all about you. you. From from birth, it's you, 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 you. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like when we were kids, always like, you can be whatever you want when you grow up. Yeah. Which should be tagged on, in my opinion, with if you work hard and want it bad enough. Yeah. But anyways, besides that, you don't hear a lot about, and at least in my upbringing, and like, hey, Here's how you help the community. Mm. It was like, what do you want to do? Okay, you should work for that. That's good. That's true. It should be celebrated. Yeah. But there needs to be more of the, um, what do you want to do? Okay, work for that. Mm. How can what you do benefit the community yeah. around you? How can you use your skills and talents to help those around you? Yeah. So we want to sort of like decipher out what we think the best kind of community is. Like that's the point of this episode. Um, we want to like see what the Bible says about culture and what kind of culture we want to have. We don't want to just have the one that like sounds best to us. We want to have the one that God created for us to be in, right? Mm -hmm. And like a correct uh, representation of that culture, right? So maybe let's talk a little bit about like a biblical culture, what like the Bible says we should have as a culture. Can you think of any like examples of a biblical culture, um, like good representations from the Bible? Yeah, I think um, it's both the community and the individualistic, mm -hmm. or the collectivist and the individualistic. Mm -hmm. Because, like we were just talking before the show about it, like I think there's individual responsibility that has a byproduct of a good community result. Yeah. And so I don't think the Bible has any comments as like which one's best, except I would say the heteronymous one is probably the worst. <laughs> I don't think God would affirm that. Because if you can't just listen to one guy, yeah, because the heart is evil above all else, who can mm -hmm. trust, you can't just listen to a guy. And especially just like, I don't know, I'm not going to step on any religious toes. But we see that in other certain sects of Christianity where people, like, top down if right. one guy speaks, right? Right. And there's been a lot of issues with that where they, like, that person's absolute and then there's a lot of sin and, and um, scandals that come out and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's not good. But you need a, a good mix of definitely the collectivistic and the individualistic. Yeah, yeah. To make it clear, those three kinds of cultures, in my opinion, there is only one correct one, which is the theonomous culture, which is if you believe in a god, the one you should want to have where god dictates the rules. Okay, yeah, follow. I guess I would say theonomous is the one. I was just thinking, like, 
collective like community. Like a mix of collectivist and right. community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I would I, say I get what you're saying. probably is under theonomous. Yeah. So both of those you can have under autonomous culture. Uh, the like three definitions of culture are just for absolute truths, not for like uh, being a collectivist culture oh, or an individual okay. culture. Yeah. Culture. It's just where you derive truth from. So oh, yeah, to start at the very base, you would define where you find truth. And then you go to what kind of culture you want to have from where you define truth from, or where you derive truth from. Mm-hmm. So we de- we want to derive truth. Well, I mean, the Bible would seem to say, because we follow a creator, that we derive it from God. Right. right? And so we get truth from God. God is truth. So we live in a theonomous culture. Or we would try to create a theonomous culture. We believe that's what's true. That's what's true. So that's mm-hmm. what we're going to try to follow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. It's very interesting. I think... Um, the Bible obviously is not written to us. It's written to ancient people like two thousand years ago. Right. Over a it's long not written to us, it's written for us. Right. Yeah. And it was written to a culture that was much more collectivistic, right? That wasn't really mm-hmm. that wasn't really worried about truth as much as they were worried about like or not worried, but like as much as they like communicated Focus. through stories. Yeah. Right? They communicate much more in stories, much like less in truth. But the Bible does something weird where it transcends their like collectivist like storytelling culture and it tells stories about absolute truth which is really I was listening to a a historian and he was talking about how it was almost confusing for um, the people that were the Bible was written to because they they had never been challenged with this absolute truth communicated with stories before Mm. and and having to think outside of their normal culture just as we have to think outside of our culture to understand the the storytelling collectivistic um, way that the stories were told Right, gotcha. or the ways yeah. like history has pointed out, right? Which right, is right. Yeah, it's very interesting. So there's lots of verses in the Bible that um, display the kind of culture that Christ wants to set up, and most of them are in the New Testament, right? Because it's he's commu- Paul is communicating to the the new church in the Old Testament. We have a lot of like the Levitical law. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, like the first laws to ever be created for the first yeah. like well, society. I would say yeah. Also, the Old Testament was probably way more community minded because it's talking strictly to Jews or yeah. Hebrews. Yeah. Whereas the New Testament is, Greeks, is now Romans, bringing in yeah. the Gentiles, bringing in all these outsiders. So then it's, I, I think that's probably why the New Testament is way more direct, where Paul doesn't tell a story to get a message. He's like, do it this way. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot of different examples in the New Testament of how God asks us to be um, both individualistic and collectivistic, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's very interesting. And. I think we need to have, like you said, like a combination of both of those things, not just be totally individualistic or totally like a collective, right? Right. I think we need to be a mixture. I think the Bible displays that as well. Um, there's lots of stories. There's lots of like things that Paul says. Um, there's one in uh, 1 Corinthians 8 that talks about how um, if your brother does not have this knowledge or this wisdom um, to like transcend the, the dietary laws anymore, then mm-hmm. you should also follow dietary laws out of love for him as well, so yeah. that he doesn't stumble. Right? Yeah. It's all about how like you don't want to cause your brother to stumble, so you should change for him, so that he mm-hmm. can not walk in sin when you're around him. Right? right. And I think like part of that when I was reading um, and and doing some prep for the show, one example I read about was like how it's like you're the body of Christ, right? Like mm-hmm. you all together are one moving thing you're the body of Christ but you're also individual important parts mm. where the individual can't operate the way it's supposed to outside of the body but the body can't operate without that individual yeah and so it's having that mindset and then using wherever you're at like I said earlier like it's a position to serve others around you and say 
okay, this is where I'm at. This is like who I am. This is who God made me to be. How can I now take what God's given me and go external and look at others and, and serve them in yeah. a way that, that brings life? Yeah, and really so, being yeah. other-centered, right? It's a lot about like self-sacrifice, self-denial mm-hmm. for the betterment of those around you. Yeah, thinking about other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exemplified really well through the early church as well in, uh, in Acts 2. 44, the verse I'm sure everybody knows and has heard a lot about how they were selling their possessions and giving to the poor and, and helping anybody that was in need that was among them, right? So within yeah. their culture, anybody who needed something or was like hurting or anything like that was a widow right. or poor. They would help out. They would give what they had, even if they didn't have a lot, to help out that person. Yeah, I'd say the key to that, though, and the key to getting that is that individuals have to voluntarily do mm-hmm. that because if it's compulsory. Well, you get socialism, and I don't think that's life-promoting. Yeah, absolutely. The Bible is all about, like, the individual is being commanded to do this, right? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily like a group is being commanded to do this. Like, I'm asking you to go and change in this way. Yeah. And then as the community goes and changes in this way, we become like a collective all acting the same way, Mm -hmm. like being with the same mind instead of us all acting in different ways. Right. right? And it, it takes it, ta- it really does take everybody doing their part in humility and teachability to God and others because yeah. God will say, Ethan, I want you to practice more self-control. And I'll be like, okay, I'm doing it. But that doesn't mean he's telling everyone on the base to practice in self-control, right. although we might see everyone practice more self-control by like God speaking mm-hmm. to different individuals, you know? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. So we see like examples of a collectivistic culture through those few verses where God's commanding individuals to live a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a very like collectivistic way, like selling what you have and giving to others, having a much more other-centered mind than like how can I succeed kind of mind, right? Yeah. So it's it's cultivating a much more us and we-centered culture, and I'm focused on you, not just myself when I wake up in the morning culture, mm-hmm. right? Which isn't one that we currently live in. Right, like right. we live in much more of a like, what can I do for myself kind of in culture. America, and in America. even in the church we have that because yeah, we probably just haven't spent enough time talking about it. Yeah, which is why we're talking about it here. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, I have Rona. Um, oh, you got the Rona. So the Bible talks about that a lot, and we just haven't done it a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bible also, like you were saying, has clear examples of it's for the individual to determine and for them to to walk out as they're commanded. Proverbs is all about that, right? Um, it's all about, like, you as an individual need to go and change in this way to help mm-hmm. your community because it's about the individual changing because the individual always affects the community. It's never just an individual. What they do only affects themselves, which mm-hmm. is very much how we think. Like, if I don't work out today, it's only going to affect me, which isn't true. If I only eat this today, it's only going to affect me, right? right? That's, like, the mindset we have, the things we do only affect us. When in reality, they all affect everybody else because their actions always affect other right. people. Like how you wake up in the morning. If you don't work out, you might, for whatever reason, be beating yourself up like, oh, man, I should have worked out. And or now just you're being condem- lazy. Yeah, condemning yourself. Well, yeah, you, laziness would have that effect too. But I was thinking like how it would affect others would be like an extreme example. Of, like you get mad at yourself, therefore you're in an upset mood. Mm-hmm. And then someone says it's up to you and you're like, eh, brush them off. Yeah. And now they feel like disrespected. So the next time they talk to someone, right. just this domino effect of just everyone's like, me. Right. The reason you because working. you didn't work out, Derry. Why didn't you just get up? I did. I worked out this morning. The reason we work on ourselves as individuals is to better our community because it's about other people and it's about us becoming better people for other people, mm-hmm. not for ourselves. Yeah. Right? I also say it's because 
I, you should want to better yourself as an individual Absolutely. because, at least as a Christian, you should want to better yourself mm-hmm. under the idea that you know that you're not like as sanctified as you should be. Yeah. Or as they could be, I should say. Could, yeah, absolutely. As you could be. And God says he predestined those he foreknew to be predestined to the image of his son. Yeah. So if the the individual goal of the Christian is looking like Jesus, mm. and that, then like spiritually, not physically, Yeah. then you should every day be striving for that. And, it, and like the community will benefit for, from that. Mm. You know, and so it's also, it's not like, oh, I had to change, not for me at all, but just the community. It's like, no, this is going to help you too. Like you looking like Jesus is going to be good for your soul and finding right. peace in your inner being, and also ex- and externalizing that peace towards others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now we've established that like we need both as an individual. We understand that we're supposed to be learning, and growing, and obeying God's commandments, and that that will turn us into a more collectivistic culture as we love God, as we become better people. As we follow his commands, we're going to start loving other people better so that we look more yeah. like uh, a communal culture and much right. less of, like, individuals living together, right? right? Um, so do you think, like, I, was, I guess I, I guess we're going to move in, or I want to ask the question, like, strategically, right? I don't mean to cut you off. Do you, you want to? I think I'm going to say the same thing you're going to say right now. Do you want to say it then? Yeah. How do we <laughs> create a better culture from, right. from those yeah. two things, right? Yeah, I was going to say, like, like, practically, how do we do that? Yeah. Absolutely. And so... Is it, Derry, do we just, like, wake up every day, write a list of things we could do better, and then force ourselves to do that, and just try our, our, our best? Is that is that how we want to do that? I think there's tons of different ways that we could do it. I think, first, like, identifying the exact problems in our culture, and mm-hmm. the exact, like, mindsets, right? Um, I think the way our culture does a lot of things is good, um, but that we can get very extreme on, like, how individual we are, right? Yeah. When we're not, like, we're, we... People are almost offended. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, like this you, is my house, my lawn. Like, get off my lawn. You're <laughs> on my lawn, dude. Yeah. Like, where that's, like, especially in different parts of America, that's not a big deal. You can walk through people's lawns. But it's... I've never heard of that. Yeah, there are lots of places that are like that. So I grew up with a mindset where, like, my family, like, my grandpa mm-hmm. was that guy who said, get off my lawn. Yeah, like Exactly. I have to. I, I didn't have that idea. Like I, didn't, I had maybe a few neighbors who were like, "Yeah, you can go on my property." I never yeah. had that experience. Yeah. Someone walks in your yard, you're like, "Excuse me, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's rare, but in a lot of the world and in some places in America, mm-hmm. it's very normal. I think to be like that. Um, it's just about being a, a trusting individual, trusting people that are around you in your community, right? right? Um, and being much less about yourself. I'm trying to think of mm-hmm. like specific examples. Of, you know. Well, say what, what just came yeah. to my mind was um, the thought that like so there's a book called The Treasure Principle and uh-huh. people always think about it like is that a prosperity gospel book it's not okay. but it, it, it's a book that challenged my mindset when I was in my school of missions and evangelism mm-hmm. and it was all about like everything you own is not yours and yeah. the treasure principle finding treasure and actually having that is recognizing that you don't own anything yeah. and that whatever God's entrusted you you're just a manager of those things yeah it's great right so I think what would help Christians, like just even thinking about it, like I really stuck on this idea just now, mm-hmm. is that like if, so say I had like a house with a big yard. If I look at that as like, this is not my house, it's not my yard. Yeah. This is all God's. Yeah. Therefore, people want to walk across my yard or like the neighborhood kids want to play a game and they want to use like, they got to run into my yard for something or right. play tag. Whatever it is, it's not mine. Yeah. And though, and now when you get to the house and it's like more security things, then there's a conversation to be had, like, okay, how much do you secure things? Because you don't want right. to be foolish and let anyone just use everything you have right. and be walked over. But 
really just releasing control and saying, you know what, God, like you've entrusted this to me, and they're not going to do anything bad. So right, there you go. Right, absolutely. I think that's great. Brings I peace to your soul. The more we can become uh, other centered as a community, the more we move away from this is mine and individualistic. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. get what I can get, take what I can take, kind of community. Right. right? It's especially like. You can see it in Christians all the time. Like, you took my parking spot. I, I was just going to say I that. I get angry because you freaking took my parking spot, I was spot, just bro. thinking that. Right? And we'd be, we would have a better... And you're about to go to a worship service. <laughs> yeah, at church, like, you're pulling, like, that guy took my parking spot. What the hell? And instead of, like, doing that, being like, oh, that guy got a great parking spot. I'll give him. I'm going to go, like, get this parking spot. Even if he cut you off. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, you can have grace for that person. Yeah. If he didn't see you, you can I, yeah, wish I the best on that person. You just got to try to give the people... Because I'm very critical and judgmental if I'm not careful about myself. Yeah. And I can very easily, like, judge people's motives without actually, like, right. spending time, like, thinking about it. So, like, what the Lord's been really dealing with me lately is, like, like taking a step back and, like, trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. So, like, for that in situation, like, someone cut you off and got that parking spot, mm-hmm. benefit of the doubt. Maybe they didn't see you, or maybe they were, like, maybe they're having a bad day. Yeah. And they just really want that spot, because that's that thing that's not mm-hmm. going to set them off this morning. Yeah. You know, and who cares? Just, you can walk another hundred feet. Yeah, absolutely. So I think think the things we can do as a community, as a culture, to change, or as a society, to change our culture would be identifying the things that we want to change and then working hard to change those things. Um, And the way we can work hard to change those things is by obeying God Mm. and loving people, Mm. right? Relying on the grace of God. Yeah, obeying the the commandments that God has given us to love other people, to be other-centered, to be generous, to be walking out in love all the time for other people, right? Yeah. Um, by doing all of those things and identifying where we're falling short in those things and calling each other out to be more generous in and love in love yeah to be more other centered um, and in grace like mm-hmm. that's how we're going to change our community and of course the people that don't believe in God like we can't like ask them to do anything but because we right. live in uh, an autonomous culture with each individual creates their own uh, like right and wrong we can bring in a theonomous culture as a community of Christians right. and say like this is the way we want to live loving and like serving one another and that's what the Bible says they're going to know us by like how we treat each other right, right? let your light shine before and men and so as they see we live in such a radical different culture it's going to change yeah. right they're going to be like oh that's the way we're like we were created to live as human beings I want to live like that as well or they'll be like question like hey why why do you guys always hang out to get why, why do you why do you have peace like why you're not angry that that person cut you off right you know and they're going to be like intrigued and they're like oh well because I love them right Honestly, people have asked me that question several times mm-hmm. when I haven't gotten angry at something or someone's yelled at me or someone's taken something of mine. Like, I've gotten that response from a lot of my non-Christian friends. And it's nice. a great example to wish to nice. witness to people. It's amazing. Yeah. What hurts me sometimes is seeing Christians act out in, like, a negative, individualistic way. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I remember one time I was at uh, lunch with some people and this one guy who was a Christian, like, got so mad at this waiter because, like, mm-hmm. just the waiter had a bad attitude and the guy got, like, and we, like, yeah. it just came from church and I was just, like, sitting in my seat, like, livid at this <laughs> person and I was just, like, how dare you? Like, you are supposed to represent Christ in your act. I was, like, full, like sitting in my seat, like, simmering, just, like, I, I need to get out of here, man. Yeah, and, we're all guilty of stuff. So I'm going to be angry then and lash out and then I'm going to be mad at myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's but so, it's, it's just because we haven't had a conversation, we haven't had much conversations and it hasn't been in front of us yeah you know I think even a way to help create and and stimulate change is to even just start having those conversations with other people yeah like when you're in conversation with other Christians saying like oh yeah I was like praying the Lord showed me that like 
another way I can help out other people is this way. Yeah. And then, because they start thinking, oh, where's the Lord showing me? Yeah, exactly. And, and then, like, once the vocabulary starts, then people start thinking Sharing. that way. Mm-hmm. And then they start seeing that way and they start acting that way. Yeah. I think accountability would be good, too. Because I know, at least in my church growing up, I I did hear some good sermons about being a collective uh, culture, right? Hmm. And how we love other people and how we are other-centered, right? But yeah. I didn't ever see it lived out very well. Right? right. It was just like, oh, I'm going to adapt that and, like, be nice to someone. Like, I'm going to, like, give them a parking spot, like, today and, like, tomorrow I'm going to go back to, like, who I was. Right? right and there wasn't, right. like, lasting change. And I think it's because um, there's not a lot of accountability. We don't ask people to be like, hold me accountable to this. Right. I want to change. It's kind of like the uni- the unity thing. Or we're like, we're like, as a team, sometimes we're like, we need to be more unified as a team. And everyone's like, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. I and think that's it. I think we're almost yeah. trapped in our own individual individualistic culture where we don't uh, like ask people to um, hold us accountable to things, right? Huh. It's all about like what am I doing tomorrow at work, not how like like it's gonna be in trouble if I ask my friends like hold me accountable to this thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna do my own thing and like try to do it myself. Like I'm not gonna ask my community to help me uh, right. change as a person, right? Because I bet if you ask your community to help you change as a person, they're also gonna want to change in that way when they see you like making a move right. to change as well. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's hard to get there with the when you say community, like that's different for everybody, right? Yeah. Some people community might be like their small group. Right. Other people might think of community as a whole church. Right. And it's just like a putting in a place because once you ask people for accountability, you're kind of opening up that door of vulnerability. Yeah. Especially to a community, you're saying like, I want all of you corporately, like whatever that means, that's twelve or twenty people mm-hmm. or more, to like hold me accountable to this. I'm asking to it now. Everyone's not going to be doing it. Mm-hmm. But then you have to remember that you asked that, so when they bring correction, you don't get mad. Yeah. You know, absolutely. you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, uh, I have to be vulnerable. And vulnerability, it's hard, you know? Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah, absolutely. So. It's very interesting. So, in order to see a change, a move from individualistic culture to a more community-minded under the, the-, the-, what? the theonomous. Theonomous. theonomous culture, um, I guess it's like it takes vulnerability and the mm-hmm. grace of God and then yep. a willingness to walk out that vulnerability and obedience. Obedience, yeah. Yep. And being other-centered as And self-ownership. That's where the individual comes in. Yeah. So the kind yeah. of culture we want to create is one where we live as individuals that are creating a collectivist culture because of how we love and serve each other, mm-hmm. right? It's not that we're being forced to be a collective, right? We, of our own accord, as individuals, are being so other-centered that we look like a collective. Right. Yeah. I like it. Me too. Let's start living that way more and more. Don't tell me what to do. And keeping you <laughs> and keep each other accountable. How dare you, bro? Don't you dare tell me. What Did to I do. ask you to be my accountability person? I don't think it so. doesn't matter. Even though that you already are, but one of my closest friends is good man. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. We love having these conversations. Right on. We do. Well, hopefully, see you next week. If you're tuning in, hopefully on a Wednesday. Yeah, we're gonna miss you. I just got an email. That's exciting. Ah. Uh-huh. Have a great weekend, y'all. Thanks for listening. And I don't know what else to say. Derry said it all. Goodbye.